Привіт. Cześć. Hello. Bonjour. Hello. Hello everybody, my name is Yarina. I'm from Ukraine, but currently I am studying journalism and PR in Poland. Hello everyone, my name is Diego and I am from Spain. Hello, this is Sofia from Italy. Hello, this is Joel from the UK. Hi everyone, I'm Bettina from Germany. Hi everyone, I'm Elia, I'm from St. Petersburg from Russia. Hi everyone, I'm Clementine, I'm from France, but I study currently in the Netherlands and I just joined Get Real Now, the podcast, and today we're doing a Christmas special and I'm very excited. Thank you so much for joining us everyone and thank you Clementine for being here for the first time. And we will start with Joel though, because I've heard that he actually doesn't like Christmas much. So please tell us more about that. Well, it's it's not that I don't like Christmas. It's just a bit, it's just a bit boring, you know, like, oh, we need to get the presents. Oh, we need to do this. Oh, we need to get this ready. Oh, screw that. Oh, spend all this money. Oh, there's the deal here. Get this Christmas deal that the next day it's cheaper. Um, so what I do at Christmas is usually go to the Isle of Man. Um, don't we don't buy anyone presents i just say what do you want and then my family get what they want and then i give them the money for it and then that's christmas solved. i don't get deal with that stress fair and enough i christmas. think other people feel you with the stress well i have a very uh, nice poem uh, to summarize that feeling which is uh, dear santa you are capitalism's hoe warm regards wap i like it <laughs> does everyone know the wap reference here nope no wap by cardi b well it means wet ass pussy <laughs> <laughs> it's a very, um, very, uh, let's say, um, pouring song, as they describe. <laughs> I think you, Sophia, you also have um, mixed feelings about Christmas, right? Uh, yes, I don't, I don't really know how I can express this, but yeah, when, but you know, when you're little, you tend to love Christmas more. So I think it's part of growing up. That's like, the, it's not enchanted and it's not you know lovely anymore i mean i mean for me and when people send me pictures of lights and christmas trees in their cities i think like why why are you sending me this i don't care i don't care i'm i'm, I'm really sorry i don't want to really spoil your vibe but yeah on the bright side i'm spending quality time with my family and we are not killing each other so it's good because I'm I'm in my family house, yeah. So, yeah, even before Christmas and during Christmas, hopefully not afterwards. Did you spend also Corona with your parents in quarantine? So basically, uh, what happened in Italy, and especially in Lombardy, because I'm in this lovely region from the north of Italy, is that when I think you all heard when the first wave of Corona you know, came to Italy. So the, the, the whole region was a red zone, huge red zone. So yeah, we spent a lot of time in a sort of together. And that was in uh, March, April, yeah, May. And afterwards, I had to write my thesis and and right and and nothing with the second wave we had another lockdown and red zone who is red in christmas time come on guys <laughs> i wait santa and communism yeah, santa yeah. And communism. all right do you know well at least this is what i've heard that santa claus was green mm. and because coca-cola uh, it became red like they had such a huge marketing campaign that they turned santa claus from green to red it's true I've heard that too. Yeah, and it I'm pretty true. sure it's true. 
It yeah, is that's crazy. And they actually got inspired from just but the Saint Nicholas heard... from Northern European countries. So like the Netherlands and um, yeah, probably Scandinavia too. Yeah, the Scandinavians uh, and the old, it's the old, it goes back to the old Scandinavian, the old Norse and the Anglo-Saxons as well, where they had Father Christmas and we used to call it, well, before um, English became an actual language, the old Germanic language, they used to refer to it as Yule, Yuletide. Exactly, Joel. And actually, I um, I talked to a friend before this recording, and she is stu- she's German, but she's studying in Sweden, and uh, she's singing in a choir, and they are doing this Lucia um, festival of lights uh, thing in the choir as well. And actually, that's like Santa Lucia. It's like the Italian one, um, but they celebrate this on the 13th of December as a kind of Yule Christmas Santa Lucia yeah. mix. Do you know anything about her from the Italian perspective? I'm, I'm not sure if Santa Lucia was actually from Italy. I'm checking. Yeah, just because sometimes uh, the names are Italian because, of course, the Catholic Church, you know. But that doesn't mean that the saint uh, is actually from Italy. She's in Venice. In Spain, okay. we have a Santa Lucia, so it could be Spanish. Yeah, in Venice, there is a famous church of Santa Lucia. She, Lucia of Syracuse. Yes. So I just checked. Santa Lucia is not uh, necessarily um, celebrated in Italy. It's actually like really northern. So Sweden, Denmark, Norway, Finland, Bosnia and Croatia. Um, and some in some parts of Italy, too. But it's mostly in those northern and Balkan countries. Yes, what you're saying is true. So um, Santa Lucia, the, the date is the, the date is the 13th of December. In some region of Italy, it's she's the one who um, she's bringing you know the gifts to children. So this is the reason why it's celebrated. But uh, Bettina was referring to the saint, so the actual you know pe- person. All right. So one question for you all: Do you all in your country celebrate Santa Claus the twenty fifth of December? Well, twenty no. fourth. Sorry. Yes. 24th. Yeah, I wanted to say no, that we don't celebrate on 24th Santa Claus. And we, I just wanted to say that it's very, very like different because recently I was also speaking with my friends about Santa Clauses, about like St. Nicholas's, you know, there is like different, different uh, options. And for us, for me, there is no such thing as Santa Claus. It's like we have like St. Nicholas and he looks more like a priest. And we, and he brings the presents to children, but we, we he brings the presents on from 18th to 19th uh, December at night, like 19th, uh, 18th, 19th, and uh, it's in Ukraine, and in Poland it's like the same. They have also like Saint Nicholas, like in Ukraine and it's. Święty Mikołaj in, in Polish it's Święty Mikołaj. It's like um, Saint Nicholas basically. 
and they have them from 5th to 6th December, you know? So it's like very different. We don't get actually presents either in Ukraine or in Poland. It's not on Christmas. It's like a special day and it's different days, actually. And and it's like the 5th or the 6th or when, which day? For Poland, yes. For Poland, yes. For Ukraine, it's 19th, 20th, 18th, 19th. The night from 5 to 6 in Poland and the night from 18th to 19th in Ukraine. My name is Shadi and I'm from Iran. I have been quite busy celebrating very much like the rest of you. But uh, my celebration has been slightly different from Christmas. I've been celebrating Yalda night. And sometimes when I speak to my friends from around the world, they're pretty surprised that I follow a different calendar. Like in my country, it's year 1399. We have a solar calendar. And it's, um, it's, it's an interesting calendar because we have holidays and celebrations that are a mix of um, ancient Zoroastrian culture and also uh, Muslim uh, celebrations and observations. So yeah, and then very recently in the past maybe 10-20 years, there are um, Christian holidays also being celebrated. Of course, from a cultural standpoint rather than a religious standpoint. You also have something in January, right? Christmas. Our Christmas is in January in Ukraine. Yeah, same as in Spain. That's why I was asking the question really? because, well, yeah, in, in Spain we do have Santa Claus. Like, Santa Claus comes on the 24th to the 25th. And, uh, well, he can bring you some presents, but it, if he does, it's not the main present. Maybe he will bring you, like, socks or I don't know, some, some small thing, you know? But actually the big presents, um, you get them on the 5th, from the 5th to the 6th of January, and uh, you have to choose one of the three wise men, which is in Spanish, it's Melchor, Gaspar, and Baltasar. It, it's a really cool uh, thing uh, that I don't know if you have it in other countries, maybe in Portugal they have it too. But in I France think it's we call it the a... Epiphany when uh, you have yeah. the mm -hmm. les rois mages <laughs> in french we call them but we just eat um you know it's called galette des rois which is like a sort of um, a cake filled with mm -hmm. um almond and like a mix between almond and butter and then it's like uh, you know a dough pie around it and that's the only thing we do on uh this day so it's not oh. really christmas but, but you talk now uh, diego you told about six uh january or december the the your no, no, no. Santa Claus of January from the fifth to the sixth of oh, January. January because on six and... uh -huh, because on six of January we have Christmas Eve and uh, on six on five to six December it's it's Saint Nicholas Day in presence in Poland and oh my God it's so complicated with the dates <laughs> and like on <laughs> yes. and our Christmas is like is on seven like when you have Epiphany basically Clementine we have mm. like Christmas actually and talking about sweets we also have a very cool tradition that is that we buy a roscon de Reyes imagine a huge donut all right it's actually uh, very nice it's very similar to what you guys eat in Italy Sofia the panettone but in a different shape all right. So it's a huge donut that you cut in the middle and you put uh, cream or, um, well, yeah, normally it's cream. But the cool thing about it is that uh, they put like small figures inside it, all right? So when you eat it, you will like many times eat a figure. They are, well, I don't know, plastic or porcelain uh, figures, normally of uh, a reindeer or uh, one of the three wise men. 
but there is also one bean. If you get the bean in the piece of uh, roscon that you eat, then you have to pay the whole uh, the whole lunch for everyone, which is pretty cool. <laughs> That's crazy, Diego. In France, we have this thing with the galette des rois that I was mentioning. We don't have yeah. to pay for each other, but we also have to find this bean inside. Well, it's now we call it like a, fig uh, a figurine, which is like a, a fève, hmm. which is um, basically a little uh, character that you get in a sort of <clears throat> yeah, hmm. like a por not porcelain, but like glass or something. And, yeah, exactly. uh, and then when you when you get that, then you become the king or the queen, and then you can decide on a king or a queen, like oh, on wow. the other one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, so and sometimes you get risks. money if people are nice. <laughs> um, and uh, uh, yeah. usually, if you have, um, let's say, a, a cleaning person or like a person in a building, like apartment building, or just yeah, people who work around your neighborhood, uh, then they will ask uh, like for some money uh like all right voluntarily from people just like as their etren we call them so people can give or they don't have to it's just a, a tradition that we have to for example thank like firemen or that kind of stuff what about russia Ilya? Uh, we we don't have so much catholic so we have orthodox christmas it's in beginning of january and actually it is a like an, a national holiday so from the Uh, first of January till um, about eight or nine, depends of the year. We have uh, something like vacation for the whole country. It's uh, sometimes it's called uh, drinking vacation because in Russia in this time it's cold and it's nothing to do and usually people spend in this time for drinking. You're not helping the cliches here. Uh. <laughs> But then again, uh, Joel, I guess drinking vacation is something you would appreciate. Does that happen in the UK as well? Well, usually, Because... <laughs> usually in, in the UK, um, you start drinking in the morning. Um, then you, well, What, you know, the, the adults, yeah, the adults, everyone, you know, we start drinking in the morning, um, opening presents as well. It's like, like champagne breakfast and stuff like that. And then, um, breakfast. Wow. Fancy. Um, and then you know we start. You know, it's people. It depends. People do it different times. Some people open their presents or whatever in the afternoon after lunch. Some people do their presents in the morning. Then after, usually after lunch, you have the argument where everyone just argues because it's you know everyone, the family's all together. <laughs> and then people fall Sounds asleep. familiar. Yeah. And then people fall asleep. Then people force each other to go out on a, on a walk, even though no one wants to. Um, and then that sounds everyone, very international, actually. Yeah, then everyone just has, then everyone just like falls asleep, falls asleep to a, to a film. So oh, nothing wow. really interesting, but yeah, everyone just gets really, really drunk. Which films are you are My you watching Christmas on Christmas? Movie. Is it Home Alone? Is it a tradition? Oh God, Home Alone—that's a good one. I thought Crazy. the UK is completely Love Actually. Oh yeah, everyone watches Love Actually and all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, yeah. Everyone, everyone watches that. Um, I don't like Love Actually. Uh, ev everyone, everyone loves it. <laughs> yeah, Home Alone's one of the best ones, though. Isn't Home Alone American? Yeah, it is. <laughs> oh, well. So shame on you, UK. But then again, you, you're starting in the morning, right? So, like, by the time you watch the film, you're already drunk. Yeah, kind of. So everyone just falls asleep. Christmas in the UK is just boring. That's UK's, UK's crap. There's nothing There's nothing fun. You know, Everyone just wakes up, drinks, and then you fall asleep. You drink on Christmas, not not before, not on Christmas Eve. Oh, yeah, no, on Christmas in my Eve. Country, Christmas Eve, everyone gets forbidden. absolutely... No, on Christmas Eve in the UK, everyone just gets wasted. But that's my that's my generation. Really? I don't know. I don't know about boring people. Are you kidding? My no, but in my country, 
it's kind of me. kind of kind of forbidden to drink on Christmas Eve because oh, it's like no, a holy Eve. Really? But can you can you clarify what yeah. is Christmas Eve in the UK? Is Christmas Eve the eve before the morning presents, which are on the twenty fifth, and then the eve is the twenty yeah. fourth? Yeah, Christmas Eve is the twenty fourth. People will usually do, you know, carols and stuff. You know, my lot will, you know, will just drink a lot. In Germany, like Christmas Eve, like the twenty fourth, that's the big deal. Like yeah, that's it's the same in when... the, the same in Scandinavian countries. They do Christmas Eve. Christmas Eve is the big deal. Twenty fourth. Yeah. So on the twenty fourth in the evening in Germany, everyone would go. But if they are religious, they go to the church and sing some carols and stuff like this, mm. and then there would oh, yeah, be the that presents. Happens. Yeah, that ha uh, Christmas Eve people will do that. You know, go and sing carols and midnight mass and all that as well. But um, the, you know, oh, the yeah. big event is Christmas Day where you open presents. No, in, in Germany Spain you get have... the presents already in the evening oh, on the 24th. Okay. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. And then the 25th and, and the 26th is just being with a family and trying not to get a fight into a fight. Yeah. We have similar, like in, in Ukraine, like it's more important the Christmas Eve and then on Christmas, which like, but our Christmas Eve is like on 6th, uh, but uh, so on 6th you have the supper in the evening, it's like holy supper, I don't know if it's right to call it, holy dinner, and then uh, and then on 7th it's basically, you can invite guests, you can just uh, spend, yeah, you just spend time with your family, as Bettina told, but, and, and we don't, we do not really exchange presents uh, on Christmas, it, like as I said, we do it on before, on St. Nicholas Day, on 19th. St. Nicholas in, uh, in uh, the Netherlands is uh, on the 5th, I think, of uh, December, and they call it like Sinterklaas, um, and uh, that's basically like their the moment where they give each other's presents, but also like center class poems. So we read poetry. I was celebrating Yalda night. It's the winter solstice. And um, during this night, the longest night of the year, we celebrate it with our families. So we eat a ton of food. We eat nuts, watermelons, pomegranates, um, persimmons, specific dishes that are, um, you know, usual to be cooked for this night. And um, we read poetry. So we have this poet called Hafez, and uh, we read his poetry. And um, some people actually believe that it's a sort of divination poetry, where you think about something and you read a poem very randomly and you see what are the vibes that you get from the poem. So it's a pretty cute tradition that we have, but it's mostly about staying with family, playing card games as well. We couldn't gather because of the pandemic. But at the same time, I got to eat a lot of cool things that I cooked here um, in Italy, where I'm based. The next two weeks will be Christmas holidays and New Year holidays, which are a little bit irrelevant to where I come from, but I still love um, celebrating them. In France, like we kind of set uh, our Christmas tree on Saint Nicolas, and but most people do it earlier because people want to feel Christmassy right after Halloween. And then we get the presents on the 24th. Is like the 6th also the day when they have this racist Swartze Piet thing? Yeah, Swartze Piet, yeah, it's quite controversial here. Like it's... What, 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 what? Racist? Swartze Piet, yeah. Yes. We used to have them, they used it, to come it's to, called Blackface. Black Piet, Swartze Piet, we used to have them come to our school because I went to the European school in the UK where we used to get, the, and they used, to, they used to hand out pepper notes and everything, loved it. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, they have pepper notes and pepper notes are nice. And they're I neat love pepper notes, my friend, uh, my friend great. always sends me paper notes from the Netherlands. <laughs> so, but the figure of the Swatsapit, is this like a positive figure or a negative figure? Because in well, Germany you also have like the, the evil guy, you have Santa Claus the good guy and you also have the evil guy, so... No, it's like the Peets are basically the, like, 
what you would see as elves, maybe in other forms of like Christmas. But yeah, basically they're like the servants of Santa Claus, which is the equivalent of Santa, Santa Claus, uh, which inspired Coca-Cola, I guess. Um, not sure if also ch double check my facts. Um, but yeah, so basically because they're like these, like basically white people paint their f faces in black. And then like they go on sort of parades where Sinto class goes around the Netherlands and and the ones with the black face are uh, the basically the servants of uh, Sinto class, which now is doing a lot of controversies because it's obviously racist and ingrained into a like colonial past and um, white supremacist past that we're definitely trying to get rid of, but we're far from that yet. But did you know, did this, does this go back to colonial times or where is this coming from? Honestly, I don't really know uh, when Sinterklaas first started, but let's check Wikipedia. Ooh. Oh, wow. Uh, it's very far in time. Like, Zwartepit especially uh, is like around the 19th century, but Sinterklaas is from way older than that. It's from like the 4th century. But the Zwartepit tradition, yeah, so it was 19th century, so it's pretty much the colonial times as well. So basically, like, their face is painted in black, but it's not necessarily to represent a black person, it's to represent the peats that are blackened because of soot in the chimney, you know, they have to go in the chimney. But it's also controversial because it's also thought to be associated with more from Spain, which were basically like the like Muslim and Northern African like minorities in Spain. And the most shocking thing is that actually most Dutch people actually don't perceive it as racist. And still not a majority is happy with like changing this, like because they don't perceive it as racist or as associated with slavery or colonialism, well. which, yeah. As, as the Spanish person in here, I did not know about this tradition, but I have to say I'm very proud that the boat where the uh, presents come, comes from Spain. Yeah, that's very cool. <laughs> really? What does that mean, the boat where the presents... Oh, you mean in the Netherlands? No. Well, the tradition, I'm here reading that um, Schwarzpiet, uh, I don't know how to pronounce it correctly, actually, in Spanish is Pedro el Negro. The boat where Pedro el Negro or Schwarzpiet comes, comes from Spain. Or that's what uh, this page that I'm looking at says. Nothing. It's a tradition I actually didn't know, but it's quite interesting. Yeah, but also, what about Russia? Like Ilya, in Russia, are there any traditions like this? Any presents at what days you're you're celebrating? Actually, in Russia, the main holiday is a uh, New Year night, and the uh, main person is Putin. <laughs> so usually, <laughs> wow. uh, he has uh, like in a speech. Uh, before the like we have we became to the new year and usually it's like oh we had a very difficult year and but we will like have a great great uh, great another one something like this if we are talking about something like saint nicholas we have a grandfather cold and a snow girl so if you are children, they will give you something like a present. But yeah, we don't have a, like a Christmas. So if you are Orthodox, you will go to the church in the beginning of the January. But uh, most of people really don't have a celebration of uh, Christmas. 
But when when kids get presents usually on New Year's Eve? Yeah, yeah, I think the from the when uh, in the first of January, if you are a child, only you will wake up and uh, you will have a present. So you do it on New Year's, like New Year's is the big deal for the children. Yeah, it's a good reason to bring our family together. Yeah, you, even if you stay in a different cities, it's common situation in Russia. Yeah, it's. It's nice to bring all together. I will go to my granny, yeah, back to my native city, like spend this time with my family, with my like usual part of my family. All right, because that's interesting. In Germany, like New Year's is nothing really special. Like you have maybe fireworks or something and then you celebrate this, but there are no presents whatsoever. But I know there is, obviously it's like in Germany, they call it Silvester, like Saint Silvestre, like this holy... Sylvester guy does it exist in the Orthodox in Church Poland as well? As well? In Poland as well, and it's uh, the Christmas Eve is called like Sylvester Day, right? But Poland is an Orthodox, the... right? No, I think Poland, Poland is Catholic. Poland is uh, Catholic. Poland yeah, but is what Catholic, about Ukraine is Orthodox? Like, does San is there something like Sylvester or San Sylvester or something Saint Sylvester in the on the Orthodox Church as well, and in Russia, like this New Year's? What is the name for it? No, no, I guess it's only in Catholic because we don't have in and they are also Orthodox, I guess. Yeah, we don't have such person. Maybe we have, uh, but it's uh, he's not so popular like in a Catholic one. So, so what is this New Year celebration? Do you call it New Year's or is this like something like Christmas connected to like the birth of Jesus or something like this? No, it's don't have a connection with a like Christmas because I think it's because of a like communism era. So it's um, it was a fight with religious. It was big fight, and because of this, it's no connection with a Christmas. Just New Year. We have New Year tree. It's quite nice. Uh, sometimes we have a ice town with a, a ice sculpture with a like oh, in wow. a small building from the ice. I will send you a photo from Yekaterinburg and next week. I think it will be nice. Let's post this on our social media as well then, so everyone can see it. That sounds very pretty. I think we haven't talked about the most important thing in here. The best part about Christmas, which is Christmas food. <laughs> okay, okay yeah, we're going to disagree on this one, Jigo. Oh, yes. I think this, we're going to argue even. <laughs> there is... Okay, Because so... obviously Spanish sweets are the best. I mean... <laughs> all right, all right. I'm starting strong, but no, it's a joke. It's a joke. I'm vegan, so I am obviously upset and disgusted by all this traditional um, Christmas food. Which is essentially feasting dead animals with some other dead animal flesh and spices and then putting them in the oven. And honestly, I don't see anything appealing in that. I do. Well, we do have to but, say but do you that have meat Clementine, on Clementine is vegan. So no, of course I don't. I think, I think it's important to say that. But do you really have meat on Christmas Eve? Because for me, in my country, on Christmas Eve, there shouldn't be any meat. Uh, you can eat, there can be only fish and all the meals should be like, you know, without meat on Christmas Eve. Yeah, I think what Yarina says is the proper Catholic way of doing it because in, I think in Catholic Church you're not even supposed and to Orthodox eat meat. Orthodox as well. Yeah, meat on, on Fridays either. I think you're never supposed to eat meat on Fridays, only fish. Isn't something it Sunday? Like this. I can confirm that it's Friday and mm -hmm. also, uh, you know, it comes with, with the tradition with Eastern, you know, 
during Easter, you can eat meat before you have this long period in which we were we were supposed not to eat meat or ah, at least true. also to um, yeah also to fast it was before but then of course uh, <laughs> catholic got you know a little bit bourgeois and rich so they don't fast anymore <laughs> it's more like okay we don't eat meat and it's fine yeah sorry I, coming from a very catholic uh, country and i think also spain is a very catholic country yeah. as well yeah 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 um But, i i know this too and i've also heard all my life that you aren't supposed to eat meat i wasn't sure if it was friday or sunday but yeah that's that's true this is where carnival is coming from because carnival like carne is already meat so that means this is where the word even is coming from and carnival originally was when after this long periods of fasting you could finally eat meat again. Actually, I have to correct you. I'm sorry. Uh, it was the last time you could eat meat. Then oh, the quare- yeah, of course, sorry. you're right. No, yes, you could eat and meat then, then and then... And then on, on Easter, you could eat meat again. Yeah, yeah exactly. Oh, no, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So last no, time no worries. Yeah, right, yeah. So yeah, Christian I, culture I grew was actually a, pretty vegetarian sometimes. Let's say that they were poor peasants, especially in, in Middle Ages. And yeah. in Italy, uh, our diet is most, was mostly uh, vegetables, also because of that, the rural origins. And, you know, the funny story is the monks or very, you know, rich people or noblesse were the ones who could eat meat and could afford it, while all the, uh, like, the 80 or 90% of the people couldn't, or even just once. Once per year, I think even my grandparents, because I come from, like my grandparents were living in a rural area and they knew each other in this, uh, what we call cascina in Italian, which is like a farm. They were used to eat meat like uh, once a year when they, when they, they killed the, you know, the, um, the pig. The pig, yeah. In Spain yeah. we yeah. have meat, it too. Meat is overrated anyway. I know, but can we just emphasize here that it's crazy that you know, people today use as an argument against veganism or vegetarianism that we've always eaten meat. If you hear the stories, like, okay, yes, we can yeah. digest meat and people were eating meat sometimes, but it wasn't like, it was something really precious and really like still somewhat respected. It wasn't like this whole industrialized thing and just like Mass it produced. costs nothing. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. And it's so fucked up that now people just think it's like natural when it's not. Yeah, it's not natural. Yeah, actually, it's like a status symbol. What's quite interesting, if you look at back, look back at all the old, you know, the older kings of, you know, who used to eat, who used to eat more meats, they used to die of all the typical meat-related diseases. And when people say, oh, it's tradition, it's tradition we eat meat. Well, it, it's, you know, we've accepted it now. You know, things like slavery were accepted. <laughs> you don't need it. Exactly. <laughs> Thank you for comparing it. I've heard, I've heard all the arguments before. I'm primed and ready for every single argument. There is an environmental yeah. footprint that is huge on Christmas. And I was actually looking at this blog. And do you know how they describe Christmas? They call it this annual orgy of spending and consumerism. <laughs> no, it's true. I mean, it's, it's kind what, of true. Yeah, exactly. Especially in capitalist economies. But also, I wanted to say something about the one last thing, at least, about the meat. Because... Last year, a friend of mine, you know, he ate meat regularly, but not like 
crazy or as in normal in Germany like every day. He didn't even do that, right? But he said, okay, for two months before Christmas, I will not eat any meat. And then on Christmas, I will be even happier when there will be a nice meat thing, etc. So he did that just out of the blue, just for fun. He wasn't even interested in becoming a vegetarian or something. And then after those two months, he was like, oh my gosh, I feel so much better. I'm not getting tired as much anymore, etc., etc. I actually don't even want to eat meat, but okay, I said I'm doing it for Christmas and now I, I'm happy, I'm looking forward, I will enjoy this. And then he ate the meat at Christmas and then he was like, oh my gosh, this is just too much. It's like too much in my stomach. I'm feeling super tired now. I don't even like this. I don't, I won't even eat meat again, maybe like once a month or every two months a little bit, but that's it in my whole life. Like I don't even want to go back to this. And this was crazy because this person wasn't even planning on becoming a vegetarian or anything similar. We have veganuary now in the UK. I don't know if it's the same in other countries. Where it is veganuary. Veganuary is where everyone you know tries you know tries to go plant based, not necessarily vegan, but go plant based for a month um, where they don't eat you know dairy. No animal products at all for a yeah. month. And it's actually quite a cool platform, guys. Like anyone who listens to us, but also all of you, like you can just Google Veganuary and then just put in your email and then they will send you like a, a full recipe book and just like uh, to help you go vegan for a month. Oh, and, oh that's uh, actually nice. Free yeah, advertising. Free. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I actually wanted to like make a, a post on like social media. Like I'm not really active, but just like something like all I want for Christmas is everyone to try to be vegan in January because like you know, try it. And if it doesn't work, then it doesn't work. But nothing harms you in trying it. And usually your body's I'm natural like... reaction will be, it's so much better for me that I don't need this every day or even at all. Yeah, I'm actually like, I'm a vegetarian for four years, I guess now. and But I'm vegetarian, so I still eat uh, dairy and eggs. And that's why I still eat this and why I still like, sometimes uh, sometimes I still eat fish because I liked fish before. Not really meat, but fish was okay. It's because, for example, in some countries like where I'm living, like in Poland is better, okay? They have some like vegan burgers, vegan sausages, something. But in my country, it's hard to be vegetarian, to be honest. Like, you cannot really substitute the whole... So it's also... I mean, it's another topic already. But I'm just like, yeah, people... Like, sometimes people cannot actually become vegetarian or vegan because uh, this is not that popular in that con- their countries yet. I think it's a very good point, which we should come back to in another podcast. About the <laughs> veganuary, I think it comes from this kind of... you make. You make like a, a list of good things which you will do in the next year, right? You make this on New Year's and then next year you will hopefully stick to the list or probably mostly not. Um, so is, is this a thing in like in like most countries or do we only take this from the American kind of culture or maybe UK culture? I don't know. Well, in the Netherlands, it's getting more popular as well. Um, I don't really know about France. I think it's mostly in English speaking countries from what I've seen. So also like Canada and like yeah, UK, Netherlands, maybe Northern European countries. What is it um, called again, Joel? The list? What you do oh, in New, New Year's? Year's resolutions. Ah, uh, resolutions. Yeah. Ah, I thought you were talking about the January. Le nouveau résolution. No, I think we have that in your... France too. Yeah, I think Veganuary came out of this so that you make a good resolution for next year, which is not to eat meat. And then in Veganuary, you start and then you see where it goes. I think this was the idea behind it, but I'm not entirely sure. 
I don't know because I also need I wanted to ask you one thing because in Italy we have something that I don't know if there there's in, in other countries and it's called Epiphany. So on the 6th of December Isn't so, it 6th of January? No, yes, the 6th of January. Yeah, we have the same in France with the Epiphany I mentioned it before. And how does it work for you? Do you have because in Italy there is an old witch who brings sweets to you know good boys and girls. Yeah, we get money. And we eat the galette des rois that I mentioned. I was just curious, is it still an old witch or not? No, it's the free tresse reyes meyes. I remember it. Is this like the same like Diego said earlier? Is this earlier, three, like kings? Cusp, three like, kings? Yeah, three kings, like Casper, Melchior, Balthazar kind of Because thing. Because in Poland they have the three kings day on this day. And in Ukraine, as I mentioned a lot of times before, we have Christmas Eve on this day. When you have epiphany and three kings, three kings. I just thought it was cool that we have an old witch, you know. Supposedly the witch is an evil figure. It's something that they used to hunt and, you know, burn. <laughs> But actually she's the one who brings sweets and cakes and nice things to boys and girls. So I just wanted yeah, to I've, know. I've heard this about Italy, but I think it's only Italy, right? I, I think it's only in Italy, but I need to do research on, you know, I don't know why. Because in Germany, they do have witches as well. But usually it's the night from the 30th of April to the 1st of May. And that's the night of the witches. And then they actually, they play tricks on people. So it's not like they bring presents, but they usually play tricks. So they... You mean like pranks or tricks? Yes. Yes, basically, pranks. What day? What day is that? That's the night from the 30th of April to the 1st of May in oh, Germany. Oh, okay. So, in, uh, that's actually the same, I think, in the United States. But in Spain, we have it in the night from the 31th, the 31 to the 1st of January. So, oh, the uh, witches? What, what's it called? Well, it's, we call it the innocent day. It's the day where you can prank people and supposedly they can't get mad at it. Oh, right. But does it have anything to do with witches as well? Yes, I think it comes from that. Mm -hmm. Oh, wow, see, so actually the Spanish witch and the Italian witch are kind of close by. Well, <laughs> the thing is that um, Spain had uh, a part of Italy for a very long time. So we probably got it from them or they got it from us or, or something happened. But yeah. Wait, in, in Diego, when Italy, is that day? Which, which day it is? Mm -hmm. I think it's from the 31st, well, I, like the, the 31st of uh, Of January? December. This, no, December. December. Yeah. Oh, right. Don't you have anything on the 1st of April as well? Because we have April Fool in France. And exactly. also yeah, in like, Canada and in the US. It's but, April like, Fool, but we have it on the 31st. Okay, because we have on the 1st of April in like uh, France and in Canada, I think the US too. And But it's it's very weird because in, in like Anglo-American countries, Uh, mm -hmm. They mostly like do pranks and jokes, but in France, like we call it Poisson d'Avril, which is like uh, April's fish and not a April's fool. And then like what you usually do as a kid is like you cut like fishes and then you stick it on people's Yes. <laughs> well, in Spain, it's not with fish. It's not with fish. You cut like, um, like a stickman, you know, the stickman from the um, traffic lights. You cut that on paper and then you put it on people's back. We also have April Fools on 1st of April. So you basically just, just prank people, nothing more. You can just prank them and it's a, there is no traditions how you should do it. But just, you know, like, like this. 
But in Germany, actually, for instance, you have April Fools on the 1st of April. And then you also have the Witches' Night, where you also play pranks from the 31st of April to the 1st of May. But on April Fools, it's not really big pranks. It's more like you tell, like, lies, basically. Just things which are not true. You just tell those things. You don't actually play a prank necessarily. But what about Russia? Do, does Russia have any of these things during New Year or later in the year? Like any pranks or witches or stuff like this? Actually, we also have a first of April. So if you want to call your mom and say I'm pregnant, as it's not a nice day for this. Yeah, uh, we don't have something <laughs> like a witches day. <laughs> Ilya, what were you saying about the whole prank night? So the witches and stuff, do you have this as well or just pranks? Actually, we have some people who celebrate it in the same. It's I think it's in November in the American tradition. So there is some people who uh, celebrate this. And uh, of course, some like people like Halloween sell some stuff. Yeah, but uh, actually in Russian tradition, there, there is no. Maybe it was in a Orthodox when all country was Orthodox. Um, but right now it's no and actually I think we don't have a, like something like in a special candies on a Christmas only on Easter but we have a winter salad because you know there is nothing fresh in Russia in a winter so you have to cook something boiled but it's uh, quite nice is it like the winter salad shuba you mean like the, the fur coat it translates Yeah, yeah, if if you can uh, explain if uh, what is consist. Does it exist in Ukraine as well? Yeah, because sometimes we have similar for for uh, New Year and it it contains uh, like uh, boiled uh, beetroots, like fish but like the the salty fish. I don't know how it how it is in English to be honest. I know in Polish and in Ukrainian, but in I don't know. Uh, like a salty fish, okay, let's say. Uh, potatoes, boiled potatoes. And I guess also boiled carrot, and you put it just layers like fish, boiled potatoes, boiled beetroots, and uh, you put a lot of mayonnaise as well and raw onion. I think, I think it's something that we call in Italy insalata russa. In Spanish too, guys, just beetroot, mayonnaise, fish, boiled potatoes. How does that sound tasty? Clementine, no, you no, haven't no. tried it. Wait, wait, wait. No, no fish. Wait, no, the the insalata russa I know is not with fish. Is only you know the vegetables she described. Also peas, I think, and a lot of mayonnaise. And this and is actually something something in, that in my 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 father's family we we used to eat in Christmas time because it's something it, something that they they consider a delicatessen delicacy uh, like vital or something like this you know it's something that you don't eat often uh, almost never oh wow that's super interesting i didn't know that exists in mediterranean countries yeah we, we, i think we are not so good in doing it you know maybe maybe we copy the original salad but in in a different way but so Ilya, is it the same in russia then is this what yarina decri described from ukraine is this the same in russia the same ingredients yeah but it's a few ways of a like a winter salad sometimes in the with the meat sometimes with a fish yeah also We have liver cake. Yeah, Clementine, yeah, don't look like this. Like liver cake sounds like foie gras. It's like the same thing, probably. 
I don't yeah, know. Yeah, so true, so true. I am literally having nausea from hearing that, and I'm not joking. It's ugh. I don't know. We came to the idea of just like mass feeding geeses to just eat their eat their like liver and I mean, just like how does it, it that even start sound like appetizing? It didn't ugh. start like that in the in the old times. If you kill a geese, you eat everything. You don't eat only the meat. You eat you eat everything you can. Yeah, I think it's a question of need as well, maybe. It's like we don't need to do this, and it's just I don't know. Like, well, I mean, there is people that will like it. Some other people, no, but but just imagining it, it's like imagining how it is produced. It's just isn't that disgusting? Like, seriously, I don't think I don't think liver is more disgusting than any other part of an animal. Like, if yeah. you are like if an animal, no, but it's general... not because of the liver. It's just because of the way they feed the geeses that it's disgusting. Like, they, oh, they yeah. basically feed them up to the point like they have to puke. Just like the, you know, they overfeed them. So basically, like, the, the liver gets fat enough. Not necessarily is... because of the liver, it's just the general, like, practice. I think this is only nowadays, though. I think in former times, it wasn't that crazy. I'm not sure. What kind of liver is this in, in Russia, then? From the pigs? Or from the cow? It's party, uh, what he's referring to. With the gelatina. Sorry, it just that it literally reminds me of my uh, old granny, my father's mother. She was doing these things for Christmas. I don't know why. North of Italy, crazy place. Anyway, it reminds me, no, no, the, the foie gras. He said liver cake. So I, I guess it's sort of, uh, there is a sort of gel gelatina. I see. I see. It's something different. We also have it sometimes for Easter or for Christmas, and it's basically chicken soup with gelatina. Yeah, it's like basically fish soup jelly, and we and it's a bit different, but we also, we have it mostly on Easter. I don't know how about other countries. Here in Spain, at least, there are like a thousand different sweets that are traditional only for Christmas and that they will only sell in Christmas. Don't you have those in your countries? Like Lebkuchen in Germany, you know, which is... Plätzchen. Uh, uh, no, gingerbread. Well, Plätzchen is another one. Yeah, Plätzchen is like just so little. Much. Yeah, some people say Germans have invented Christmas. I think they definitely invented the Christmas tree. I think that's for that's true. But nowadays in Germany, it's not even like like cold anymore for Christmas. So we don't have snow as we used to have it. So I think it's probably much more beautiful in Russia or Scandinavian countries. I don't know. But uh, in Germany, also actually, I just wanted to say earlier, like we have presents. I actually two or three times during this time, like we have presents on the 6th of um, December for Nicolas. There you can get presents like from the night to the 5th to the 6th. You put your shoes in front of your door and then your parents would put in chocolate and sweets and in former times like fruit and nuts and stuff like this. And on the 24th, you have the Christmas presents. And then on the 6th of January, you have the three holy kings and then the children would go around from house to house and sing a song for that and then they would get sweets for this. So actually ah, in Germany... Okay, if... okay. We don't get sweets, but we used to do the singing thing too. I, I really liked it when I was young. Now not anymore. I think it's kind of lost. Yeah, I can't really remember this, the song anymore either. I think we just sang different Christmas songs as well. You should sing it, Bettina. But yeah, then also, yeah, you know, on the yeah, if I could remember, but you know, on the door, you also then put, you know, when you see on the door the with the chalk, the white chalk, you write on the door like C, M, B, and the year. Do you know this on the door when you because in Germany nope. you do that at least in 
Catholic regions, maybe even in Protestant regions, I'm not sure, they go around, the children go around as the three kings and sing. And then they get money or sweets for this. And then they will also write on the door of the house, like with chalk, with white chalk, they will write CMB, which could be for Caspar, Melchior, Balthasar. But actually, I think it stands for something else. That's just how you can remember it. It's like the, the names of the kings. And then you write the 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 year below. So it would be 2021 next year. And that's like a blessing for the house for the year, basically. That's so cute. There are so many, Guys, many traditions. Yeah, it's crazy. Do you know Jingle Bell in your own language? No, we do there, Jingle Bells in Germany, like in English. We do, there is oh. no. we do a little bit. But guys, do, do, so, sorry. Do you want to hear an interesting fact, actually, about... Uh, do you know the, uh, the carol of the bells? Do you know the carol of the bells? Are you going to sing it to us? Uh, I can, but 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 <laughs> I, firstly, I wanted to tell that uh, actually... Uh, the I don't know I don't know if a lot of people knows but this is true you can maybe la uh, later check it the music for Keller of the Bells is written by Ukrainian author the music is Ukrainian is like I mean the the Europeans and like also Americans they like change a bit uh, and like but actually original it's like it's it's written by uh, Mykola Leontovich and he was like Ukrainian the 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 music the music and then it became popular so like other countries just made the lyrics and obviously uh, the the English version became probably the most popular it's connected with generosity and and actually with New Year a bit because. Uh, uh, late before New Year was kind of I don't know, very very before the New Year was kind of celebrated in spring because like you know when spring comes everything is new everything is prospering and uh, the song is uh, like in Ukrainian it's about this so my New Year in Oruz as some people might know which translates to New Day essentially <laughs> um, very creative name it's on the 21st of March so that is when I will enter, I mean, not I, but all Iranians together, will enter year 1400. And uh, the celebrations for that actually start from a while back. So in, um, in winter, we start cleaning in the evening of the last Tuesday of the year. And it had a lot of beautiful traditions. Um, it had uh, young people going out, sort of like trick-or-treating that, that you do on Halloween. But you go door-to-door -door and get some snacks and stuff from your neighbors. And uh, and yeah, and then we had a big fire that you would jump over. And uh, this means for us, or this meant more in the past, something uh, along the lines of when I jump over the fire, I sing this, red, uh, this poem, which involves... The f may the redness of the fire be mine and my yellowness and or paleness go to the fire. Sort of like a pledge to be healthy in the upcoming year. Much like every other holiday, it was modernized. We had lots of fireworks and firecrackers. Also, you eat a lot of um, yummy things. The same nuts and uh, dishes that, that we're all a big fan of. And then you have Nowruz, which is the new year. And by the way, it's not the same time every year. <laughs> Some years um, it's at 2 p.m., others it's at 6, or there's it's like at 5 in the morning. So it's rotational because it's a pretty accurate calendar. Kids get gifts, adults exchange gifts. So that's really my, um, my new year, and I really love it because... 
there's also the you know the whole spring vibe the music for keller of the bells is connected with new year because uh, when spring comes everything is new everything is prospering and uh, the song is uh, like in ukrainian it's about this Fits several bells all seem to say throw curse away christmas is here bringing good cheer to young and old me then the bone ding 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 i mean i i don't remember the maybe oh, yeah. i'm not singing proper lyrics i've heard this in english you know this before. one and i really like yeah that one. yeah but we sing it actually not on the christmas but we have something as a as a generous evening generous evening or it is called old new year and we celebrate it on 13th of january So this uh, song in Ukrainian is called actually it's connected with generosity but the American like the English lyrics they obviously differs a lot. Well, I that's very I... interesting because I had never heard of this music but thank you for that. I never think... heard. It's it's actually it's in the Home Alone so- soundtrack I guess. <laughs> Yeah, we will link like uh, to some YouTube video because I think you will recognize it from American films and stuff like this. Maybe even Disney used it some at some I point. Think I think I know it because of that. Disney used everything. Pretty much. I have, I have a quick question for everyone. So, if you if you have to pick one Christmas song, what's your favorite? I hate this Christmas one that songs. I mentioned before. Oh, come on, you like music a lot. Maybe you can say the most popular one then in your country or something if you really don't know of anything but you like. I honestly hate Christmas songs, so I can't. I think in any. France it's like Petit Papa Noël. Da, 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 Quand tu descendras du ciel avec <laughs> tes jouets par milliers, n'oublie pas tes petits souliers. Mais avant de partir, il faudra bien te couvrir. Dehors, tu vas avoir si froid. Yes, I hate Christmas songs. <laughs> yeah, we can see that. We can see we that. We clearly see that. Yes. I procrastinate. <laughs> Now Christmas playlist is just constantly on so I like I like also like American Christmas on like last Christmas last Christmas I give you my heart or all I want for Christmas and like I don't know I like also oh this kind of Christmas songs not But only carols actually Maria uh, last Christmas the song you just mentioned uh, I my friend told me that it's part of this uh, joke or this sort of game on social media So if you uh, if you hear that so- this song last Christmas that means that you lost the game. So now for all the people that will listen to our pod- our podcast they will lose this game. So because you need to go Why? because it's 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 such an how can I say overrated and overused Annoying. Christmas song. So <laughs> it's everywhere. Actually, no. It's not even a Christmas song. We just song. made That's with my thing. friends we just made a cover last I weekend for this yeah, song. Yeah, it's, it's cute. <laughs> It's cute, but it's actually not a Christmas song. I think this is the most annoying yeah. about this song. It's actually not a Christmas song because actually it's about a relationship breakup, which happened to be on Christmas. And this year they have a new relationship, which won't break up on Christmas because they're just better, basically. Yeah. And that has nothing to do with Christmas apart from the timing. It's actually not a Christmas song where it's about like Jesus' birth or love and family or even snow and... Uh, trees or something like this no it's just about relationship breakup which happens to be on christmas <laughs> like Mariah Carey. So, so that's why i consider it as a christmas songs but not carols because about christ and about like holy things it's like carols ah. it's different type of songs you know oh, right. uh, so yeah so for me it's like this i like both of them you know but they are just different 
Oh, that's an interesting, yeah, that's an interesting, uh, like, discrimination between those two kind of songs. I didn't think of that. Sofia, you asked the question. Tell us uh, about some famous Italian song. But actually, I, wa I just I wanted to tell you that my favorite one is uh, John, John Lennon's one, you know? So it is Christmas. Yeah. What have you done? Another year's over. A new one's just begun. Because it, it, it's not only Christmas, it's also a peaceful song. It's against war. And I love the lyrics. And yes, that's my favorite one. Then in Italy, yes, we have some. I don't really like them. And yeah. <laughs> but, but what is the most I don't know. popular Italian Christmas song? Oh, I guess To Scendi Dalle Stelle. I, oh, no, I don't want to <laughs> sing it for you. It's something we sing at church, you know? Do you know how much Maria Carey makes every fucking oh, year? Yeah, I, he from I heard it. All I want from Chris for Christmas is you. Yeah. This is just absurd. How much? It's on the website that I'm on. They claim she makes about $3.8 million per year. For a song? Just with that song. A ton oh, of music. Christmas is my yeah. <laughs> But actually, I just heard the other day it's... that the Happy Birthday song is still like under copyright or something until 2030. Shit. So every time What? you hear Happy Birthday around the world, there's actually money going to someone who wrote it. And actually the original writer of the song, who are dead by now, I guess, but they are children, probably get the money. The writers of the song were two American women who wrote this for kindergarten. And it was originally like, good, good morning, good morning, good morning to you or something. Okay, good morning to you, good morning to you or something. And it then got, went into happy birthday to you. And they still earn money from this every time in the wow. world someone is singing this. So every day, millions of people, basically. Wow, didn't know that. That's crazy. That's maybe more than Mariah Carey, although I think mostly people sing it privately, so no one can earn money from private songs, I guess. But just on the yeah. radio or events. My favorite Christmas song lately, which I actually discovered this year, I don't know why, it's like, it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. It's a nightmare. <laughs> yeah, you just said before that you hate him, and I just wanted to tell about this song. <laughs> I'm actually really proud that in Spain, for what I know, we still kind of keep the Spanish songs for Christmas, which is quite nice. Instead of singing the, you know, American ones, like in many other places of, of the world. And for me every year, but it's probably my family that we do it more uh, because, well, uh, my sister is a musician, uh, my mom was a music teacher, so there's a lot of music, you know. We do sing a ton of uh, Spanish uh, songs, but I do know that many other people do it on, on the day of Christmas and they are like Spanish, in Spanish. So that's quite nice. It was so crazy in Japan, when I went there, they were singing American songs for Christmas. In the Netherlands too. Yeah, I guess they well, there's some Dutch songs for Santa Claus, but yeah, like they play a lot of Michael Bublé and Mariah Carey. But I guess actually the Japanese culture is originally not Christian. So it makes sense that they haven't made yeah, well, a lot yeah, of their own true. stuff. They don't have their own Christmas songs because they don't celebrate Christmas, basically. I have a question for Diego. Is 
Feliz Navidad, uh, the song, you know the song, Feliz Navidad. I love, I love that, that song. One. I love that one. But the, but then the, the version I know, then it goes like, I wanna wish you a Merry Christmas. So it goes in, in English or... Yeah, I'm not sure. It was made by a very famous singer, uh, I think in the 70s or something like that. So it was like a commercial Christmas song. I don't know who made the remix with English. I, I know a German Christmas song though. Which one? In the Weihnachtsbäckerei, alle manche Leckerei. Zwischen Nebel und Milch gibt's so manchen Milch, eine riesengroße Leckerei. In der Weihnachtsbäckerei, in der Weihnachtsbäckerei. Yeah, it's true, it's a very new, well, new as in Christmas song timing, because Christmas songs have existed for centuries, but this one is just from like some... 20, 30 years ago from like a German children songs writer, which is really, really popular with children and even with adults now. It's about like how you're baking for Christmas. That's like a very German thing. I don't know, I guess in, in Spain and Italy as well. But in Germany, you have like all those baking stuff, which is just for Christmas, like gingerbread and, and those kind of things. And this is what the song is about. Um, another another German one, one I think is oh, Tannenbaum, something like oh, I know it is. I know it as well. It even exists in an English version. Yeah. Yeah, we have it in French too. It's about the Christmas tree, right? Yes, Tannenbaum is actually it's Tannenbaum is actually just the evergreen tree. Christmas okay. tree would be Weihnachtsbaum, but basically they mean the same thing in the song. I know, I know some French songs. What is it in German next? Tannenbaum, oh Tannenbaum, wie grün sind deine Blätter? Du grünst nicht nur zur Sommerzeit, nein, auch im Winter, wenn es schneit. Very nice. Do you want to hear a Spanish uh, Christmas song? Yes. yes. This, is, this is a song that me and my sister, which by the way, she's here uh, with me right now. Um, we used to practice when we have a long car trip. <laughs> so we have like a set of songs and this is one of them. But it, I, So it's you're both one. performing now? Yeah, really short. El, el bolero? Yay. Mm -hmm. Guys, I'm gonna bring the vibe here. No, you, no, you, you say a lot of fun, 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 but <laughs> yeah. fun in French means vulva. Oh no! <laughs> oh, wow. oh my god, what does it mean in Spanish? <laughs> it, it means nothing, it means nothing. It's, it's the part where you can sing with us. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. That's hilarious. <laughs> oh wow. Oh my god. The name Jerry will not be able to sing this song anymore. <laughs> no, why not? In the car. <laughs> She's crying. <laughs> 
it's an empowering message. I think it's yeah, actually sure. very like important. Yeah, something that might be taken seriously. No, but uh, so, uh, Elias, how about uh, Russian songs? I have some few traditional songs, but uh, I really won't sing it because you should have a like in a folk band or you should be really drunk to sing. <laughs> so do you have a vodka bottle in every cupboard in there in Russia? Yeah, of course, of course. Yeah, I you can have... start drinking now and then in five minutes we come back to you and then you can sing. Yeah, it's also St. Petersburg group. But yeah, it's uh, usually it's about frozen, so it's it's too cold, not too frozen me, something like this. Uh, yeah, and also we have a few pop songs uh, who was written right now and maybe 10 years ago. It's also quite popular. It's about New Year. So it's uh, it's a, uh, like in a main person in a New Year. So yeah, grandfather f- cold or grandfather frozen. What are they called in Russian? Grandfather frost or something? Ah, uh, Dead Maros. Ah, what does Dead mean? Grandfather. Ah, okay. Because in German, when you talk about the Russian grandfather frost, you just say father frost, and in German that's Väterchen frost. In Russian, song. It's in uh, in English. But I, I think it will be uh, nice to sing in our company. It's something like, I'm a simple Russian girl. I got vodka in my blood. I'm a dancing with brown bear. And yeah, and something like this. Wow. Nice, Ilya. Did you drink in the meantime so that you can <laughs> sing now? <laughs> Let's talk about what are we going to get for presents. All right. So do you know that already? I mean, I asked. I I, you, I already uh, got my presents from my Santa Claus. What? Oh, from so the because I yeah. told I get it on nineteenth. Yeah. yeah, true. So lucky. What did you get? I just got I just get uh, a lot of stuff like because I didn't want home for holidays like for Christmas. So I just get the whole parcel of goods like candies, uh, like clothes, cosmetics, like everything. Just send my mom, family, and so yeah. nice. <laughs> Yeah, and it was, I didn't expect it that much, <laughs> but yeah, it's because I didn't went home, so they, they like, wanted to treat me, <laughs> to treat yeah, me. Yeah, it's Corona Christmas after all. I'm yeah. self-quarantining for ages already so that we can see my grandma and all of that, you know. Yeah, same here. What about you, Bettina? What, did, what are you going to get for Christmas? Well, I don't know, but to be fair, this year, um, usually... This year, We're have quite... you been a good girl or maybe you're getting cold? Oh, well, no, 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 don't let this get... No, 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 don't let this get down this road now. No, 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 but... Um... No, but like actually this year, um, it's different because of Corona. We are usually celebrating with all the family, with quite a bit of people. But this year, it's like just much smaller because, um, because of COVID and everything. So therefore most people I won't even see and they will basically just give me some money or something probably. So it's not that nice or not that, you know, creative as usual. But I came up with some creative presents. I'm writing some poems. So, and I'm taking some photos. So I put some, I made like a photo book with poems though, basically. Handmade gifts are always better. That's beautiful. I think so. So what are I you? I'm gonna send songs to people, and also like I'm doing Christmas cards this year, but I'm trying to be more minimalist in terms of like the impact I have on Christmas as well. So I didn't order anything, and like 
my gift is basically visiting as much family as I can, which is already expensive. But I also didn't ask them for anything because I don't need anything. Like I have enough clothes, I have enough like anything, and it's there is no need to like spend. I just want to have a good time with them, and yeah, and I might bring some um, chocolate to my grandma and beer from the Netherlands, but that's it. <laughs> oh, beer for your grandma. Yeah, she likes the Dutch beers, but she prefers the chocolate, but she cannot have too much because, like, she has diabetes, so... Oh, yeah. But she likes it. It's it's a really nice brand, actually. It's called uh, Tony's Chocolate and um, it's basically this... Like, their business model is really based on a fair trade kind of process, and they really, like make sure there is no slavery, like child labor involved in the production of their chocolate, which is really good. And it's really tasty. And it's a local company who was like a big um, multinational. I don't know if you know, like Mondelez, they wanted to buy them. And then they were like, no, because your business model is not like socially responsible enough. And we just want to have our own thing. And so they resisted to the cool. big boys. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. We come back to, to food, communism, capitalism, <laughs> and... Uh, Everything is related to food, communism, and capitalism. And human rights. Yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah. Like, But to be fair, the spirit of Christmas, if there's any kind of unique spirit anyway, but um, I guess it's around this love and family and human rights for that matter, I guess. So <laughs> actually, I think it's very Christmassy to talk about those things. Exactly, because I feel like yeah. the best gift I can do to the world is not like continuing to contribute to a system of oppression in any form of ways. And I think like it's a bit hypocritical that in the West, which is like get fat on Christmas, just based on the cheap labor and the horrible like conditions in um, animal farms, just for our own pleasure when, you know, Christmas is supposed to be this solidarity spirit to help those who are in need and to really like be there for each other yeah i was wondering what Ilya thinks about this particular topic because i know you have been involved with zero waste campaigns and stuff like this so how does that go along with christmas and presents and packaging okay of course it's not connected because if you want to like in a cover something in a nice package it's not psychology of course so it's a huge discussion about which lead, for example, is it okay or it's not okay in our movement because uh, for some people it's not comfortable to ask what I want to get as a present, but it's really useful because uh, nobody will give you useless stuff that you should won't use it and you should think what you should do with this. Yeah, also like in Russia, as this has a more communist tradition, is there this kind of capitalist Christmas consumerism anyway? Or is this less of a thing in Russia? No, uh, I think it's in Russia with, we don't have such tradition because for the Christmas in the United States, maybe in the Europe, usually it's a big sale to like to sell a lot because uh, people try to buy a present to their family, but in, in Russia, because of communism, there is no sales, because it was a really different system of economy, so they like try to count how much people live in this city, how much, I don't know, socks do they need, and, uh, and that's all, there, there is no sale, no new collection and so on so on 
Yeah, this seems crazy compared to the fact that I think in Germany or in Europe, or probably also in the US, they I think they make the biggest part of their turnover in the year they make during Christmas. Like for the Christmas presents and the Christmas time is sometimes like 80 or 90 percent of any company sales in the year. Like that's that's like how they make money only with the Christmas business, so to speak, or not only, but almost only. There are even some some companies which only open just before and after Christmas so that when people buy presents, they can do this. And then for the rest of the year, it's not even worth renting like a room or a shop or something because most money will be made during those Christmas times. Yeah, actually, we also have, I, I think, um, I saw it since uh, Germany, something like in a uh, New Year market or like in a Christmas market. But I'm not sure that it is a very huge number of uh, goods uh, are like selling on this marketplace. And what about Italy? On a very general level, of course, is consumistic society. And, and we can see it because, you know, as I told you, we were in a red zone, then we will move to an orange zone. Yes, because in Italy we have this kind of color to describe what you can do or cannot do in Corona times. Right, it's crazy. Anyway, and once they say, okay, now you can go, it's open. It's, uh, you know, you can go to, to a different city. The first thing people did was basically all the shops were packed up with people who wanted to buy Christmas presents. And that for me was a big failure. But on the bright side, there are also, I think there is a sort of revival of association and solidarity. Because in, in Milan, for instance, there was this very bottom-up experience. So this woman, this mom asked for some presents for uh, poor neighbors or something like this. And a lot of people responded, another association, association, etc. They basically, they brought uh, something like thousands and thousands of Christmas boxes decorated and full of, uh, you know, presents. And then all the, those boxes were distributed. So right now in, in many cities, this thing is catching up and, and I think it's nice. And also there is a revival of association working with homeless people. But I also need to be realistic and say that most of it, in my opinion, is a bit facade. It's showing off that you're doing this for others in this special time of the year. And then you will go on with your everyday issues in life. My personal take is that I basically what I'm doing, I'm... For, my, for Christmas, I'm funding some publishing houses and also buying books for like local libraries, especially and independent bookstores. And I'm trying to support them. I think like at best, what you can do this year, especially with Corona times, is if you ask for anything for Christmas, then try to do it as locally as possible or try to make sure that whatever money you spend goes into, you know, your community and not from people who are paid for nothing on the other side of the world. It's like, if you if you want to get close, for example, you can just, you know, 
buy it secondhand from maybe somebody who needs to sell their clothes because they don't have enough money to, I don't know, make like Christmas for dinner. Or even then, you know, like everyone is going through tough financial times. Uh, so if you give money to a company like Amazon, their system is also based on the exploitation of like, uh, you know, the global south, but like the money goes mostly to an American firm. Most of the time, like it's so-called Western or European or American companies producing cheap under not um, sustainable conditions in yeah. China and other low salary countries. And for instance, Apple is producing in China lots mm. of their stuff. German like Volkswagen and, and car producers and all of them are in China. And actually, it's less about buying stuff from China, it's more about pressuring our own governments to not let people work under those conditions completely hypocritically. So if you do want to do something for Christmas, check where your presents are coming from, I guess, from which companies and where they're producing under which conditions. Because personally, I'm totally not in favor of not buying something from a certain country because there particularly they might need the work. So it's more about under which conditions they have to work, right? And it's usually not themselves who make that who make that decision. Thank you so much for clarifying this. Yes, this is very important. So good emphasis on that. Just generally make sure you give the money to the right people. And for me, I'm okay. I will say that my country is not like very, uh, very like eco friendly. For example, in Ukraine. We do not recycle that much, not everybody, like in Poland it's more. I don't know, it's also about my uh, my culture in my, in my country that we do not really wrap presents, we just give them like openly, you know? You just put them in their packages from the shop. We do not But that's like good. That. We do not buy wrapping papers. Uh, and I didn't never did this because it's just additional <laughs> additional work, you know? I do not, I never wrap presents sometimes if I need to bring it outside to give to somebody, you know? I just buy uh, present paper bags like this when I need to give somebody it for birthday or maybe for Christmas. But if I need to carry it like outside because if I cannot hold it in the hands, so yeah. So I usually just try to avoid these packagings. Uh, like the the I never wrap presents. I never in my life. I guess in my life I never wrapped presents like people do it in the movies, in American movies, as maybe somebody like decorated. Like it's all beautiful, but. And I consider it as a beautiful, even if though it's like a bit like a waste and like not equal way. But yeah, I just never done it myself. And I'm just giving the presents like, you know, if it's if it's already packed from the shop, it's fine. If not, I just put it in the paper bag and just give it to somebody. And that's it. That's super sustainable. Yeah. I mean, well, you know, as much <laughs> as products in the first place are sustainable with their packaging, but at least not wrapping paper, because I think there are those initiatives to not use the wrapping paper. Like we have used sometimes newspaper, old newspaper at least, or um, or we've bought like those kind of paper pack bags, but we reuse them every year. So we wouldn't waste so much paper and stuff. I don't know. What about you, Diego, in Spain? We are very bad people here. We do wrap our presents. <laughs> yeah, normally we wrap our presents, you know, we put them under under the tree. Actually, no, we don't put them under the tree. We put our shoes. The tradition is that you have to get your shoes, you have to clean them the night before, and then you put them under the tree. And if you don't put your shoes, because that's the way that 
three wise men, aka your parents, know where to put all the presents because of your shoes. <laughs> so yeah, you put your shoes right. and then your parents put the presents that you will get that year uh, on top. And yeah, we, we wrap them. We we even put sprinkle some candy all around the place and everything. So it's very magical for the kids when they wake up. Oh, wow. That's so interesting. Also, I just realized, you know, this shoe tradition is somehow similar to this um, British or maybe even American socks tradition, I think. While mm -hmm. in Germany, you use the shoes only on the sixth for Nikolaus. And I also think that ah, the yeah. word Santa Claus is actually coming from the Saint Nicholas and or Saint Nicholas yeah. and that's usually the 6th of December and then they suddenly put this with Coca-Cola and stuff they put it to the 24th of December even though usually that was just Jesus birth that was actually the main event right but <laughs> yeah now it's like all mixed up it seems and in all countries it seems to be different interesting i think i think we talked about the main message a lot now which is yeah. the most important thing you know what christmas really should be about which is not consumerism, but yeah. <laughs> How capitalism sold Christmas. Basically, basically. But, you know, this year with Corona, maybe people got this a little bit... Year awakening. Save me from Christmas. <laughs> I gave it to someone special. <laughs> exactly. And on this beautiful Thank you, note, Diego. <laughs> maybe we should end this podcast unless anyone else wants to add we should yeah. add a very important thing and it's to say merry christmas and merry happy new year happy holidays and celebrations or just being with your family if you're not christian or don't celebrate christmas or any of this i'd like to wish everyone a merry christmas and the happy new year i've had great moments of christmas celebrations with friends and loved ones here so i hope in spite of the the difficulties that we've had this year whether we celebrate Nowruz or Christmas, we managed to still have a nice time and a bit of a relaxation. Merry Christmas, everybody! Happy Take New care. Year! Happy, Happy New holidays. Year! Stay safe! Don't get fed. It's not good Go for Go for Maria. Either. I swear to God, it's going to change your life and you're really having an impact by being vegan. I can't okay, not get it. Okay. Okay. All right, all right, all right. We're we're going. Going. Bye, bye. <laughs> How's your life? Bye. Bye.